give you praise, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> oh, thank you, Jesus. God began dealing with me over just a word. Sometimes he just speaks a word to you <coughs> weeks ago. And he just began speaking to me, passion. Passion. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't ever get to preach about the fire of God coming in somewhere. I'm finally going to get to preach about that. And, I, and so I started praying over it, and then and he would give me other things to say and other times that I preached. And, and so, but I just knew, I said, I'm going to preach about the fire of God because, you know, when you call to preach, you just have that one vision of what it's supposed to be in your head, and that's like people falling out everywhere, throwing your hands around. And uh, <coughs> I said, hallelujah. And so finally... I began to see God, and I said, okay, what, is, what do you mean, passion? And God said, I want my people to be filled with passion. And I said, yes, God, pa- we're going to be passionate, full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and, and, and I still didn't get anything from him on, on, that, on that subject. And I said, what do you mean by passion? What is, what, okay, let me stop. What do you mean, God, by passion? And God began to explain to me, what he meant when he said, I want my people to be passionate for me. The idea, I think in our mind of what it means to get passionate about God, get on fire for God, um, I don't really see those concepts in the Bible very much. The idea of I'm a little dry, and I'm going to go to a revival service, and I'm going to get pumped up, and I'm going to get rid of that for a little while, and then I'm going to be kind of tired of the church thing, and then I want to get pumped up again. This, this idea of getting passionate, of go getting on fire and going out and doing something for a little while while I'm excited, is not a biblical concept. I don't see, and throughout the New Testament, I don't see examples, men of God, who lived in a way that was, well, I'm fixing to go find Peter. I'm going to lay hands on me. I'm going to fall out, and I'm going to be on fire for a few days or a few weeks, and I'm going to do something for God. They were people who lived a passionate lifestyle all day, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. It didn't matter when you called on them. It didn't matter what you asked them to do. God could say, I'm calling you to die for me. And they would say, yes, Lord. He would say, I'm calling you to just serve some widows, some food for me. And they said, yes, God. And they did it with the same amount of passion and fire as Peter had when he got up and preached to 3,000 people after the, the upper room experience. So God began to show me passion is not what we think passion is. When we think of, well, I'm going to get passionate about God. I'm I've been doing whatever else I want to do. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it lately, so I just need to go find me, you know, somebody lay hands on me and then go find a revival and get revived. That's not the lifestyle that God has planned for us. And as, as a matter of fact, I think when we look at 
how God used the word fire, like fire of God in the Bible, it's not something that gets on you. It's something that burns within you. Amen. It's not something where I'm going to go get a little, I'm going to go get a blessing. I'm going to feel on fire for God and I'm going to run out and I'm going to do something. It's something that when I get up, I have a fire that burns and never quits. And it's fire that whenever I feel wet and I feel cold and I don't feel like doing anything, that fire keeps burning up inside of me and I find joy and I find excitement in that fire to get up and follow God anyway. It doesn't even matter what I feel like. It's not an, passion is not an emotion. So here's what passion is. I looked it up in the dictionary. Um, passion means, first thing it means, an intense desire and enthusiasm for something uh, or a thing that arouses enthusiasm by the nature of the thing. So if I'm passionate about God, truly passionate about him, God arouses enthusiasm in me when I don't feel enthusiastic, right? <clears throat> I don't feel good today. I don't feel like getting up and impressing it. I don't feel like going in and praying. I don't feel like doing all the things that I feel like I need to do as a Christian. I sure don't feel like stopping in the cold weather and witnessing to a homeless man who's sitting on the side of the road. I don't feel like doing any of these things. I feel tired. I feel hungry. And I feel like I just want to get on with my day. Amen? But if, if I was just relying on emotion, just the last time that I had gotten up to the altar and I fell out and I laughed or I had cried or I had felt goosebumps or felt hot or felt cold or whatever we feel in the, at the altar up here, then I may not have anything in me to say, I need to do it anyway because it doesn't matter what I feel like, except maybe guilt or law, right? Because we do do that. We'll get to that in a minute. But Jesus arouses enthusiasm inside of me to want to do it anyway. And in doing it, in just yielding to that, that passion that's in my heart, then I'm excited about it. I just, I just get excited because I'm doing... I'm allowing that thing, the, the passion, to arouse enthusiasm. So passion, the root word of passion, actually means to suffer. Well, now y'all don't want to see. You wish I had preached about fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the root word of passion is to suffer, to bear, to carry, and to be under something or under someone else. Right? It doesn't necessarily count suffering as a negative thing. It's, it's the, the word to suffer, to, to tolerate, to bear, to carry, to carry, a, to carry someone else's burden, to carry a burden. It means to, to put myself at the, the call and the, and the subjugation of someone else or something else. So passion means suffer. But it especially means to suffer out of love. We can suffer out of a lot of different reasons. And I'm fixing to show you one of those reasons. Not all of them are suffering out of love, and so they're not passion for God. They're just suffering to make ourselves feel a little bit better. But you know that there's a whole denomination that was built on the idea of suffering for Jesus. Like you can, you see, um, especially in, 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 in olden times, you see monasteries and things where people, all they did was fast and pray all day. Um, 
they, uh, they ate food and drank things that they thought were gross because they didn't want to eat anything that was too pleasuring to their flesh. They, um, they, they sat and had to pray until their knees bled. Like they, it was a very physical type of suffering that they believed they had to suffer for God, but that's not suffering out of love. Revelations chapter 2, starting with verse 1, Jesus tells John the Revelator to write a letter to the church of Ephesus. And he says, this is the message from the one who holds seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You've examined the claims of those who say they're apostles but are not. You have discovered they're liars, and you've patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have one complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the deeds of the, of the Nicolaitans just as I do. <coughs> so that was what, actually, if you read through all of the letters to the churches, and there were, and God had harsh words for the vast majority of them, um, there was no other warning quite as hard, except for Laodicea, which we all know God wants to throw them up. But this church, God gave a warning very specific, and he said, if you don't repent of, of operating outside of love, outside of passion, then I'm going to come and take your lampstand out. Now, he, to the churches that were allowing sexual sin to be rampant, in their churches, he just said, you need to get that straightened up. To the churches that were allowing false doctrine and teachings to be in their church, he said, you just need to get them out, but I still love you, and I, and I really respect the people who are holding out for me. That was all he said to them. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. But to the people who did continue the work of the ministry without passion for God, who had just grown weary with work of ministry, he said, you have to repent or I'm going to take your lampstand out. You are not going to be my children anymore because you don't love me. So we see that we can get so wrapped up in the work of the church and in the work of ministry and all the things that we know we're supposed to do and the things we know we're not supposed to do. They didn't get into sin even. They weren't sinners. We all know people who, who live a very holy lifestyle, and the love of God has just gone out in them. Some of us are those people, or we're close to becoming those people, where we've, we've given and we've given, and, and, our, and our life is filled with work of ministry. It's filled with things of God. We, we don't listen to the, to the secular radio. We listen to praise and worship. We do everything that we're supposed to do. But when it comes right down to it, the work is suffering. It's not passion. And the difference is, although passion, the, the word means suffering, the word when they originally began using it is they referred to the passion of the Christ, you know, the movie. That's why they called it that. And uh, so passion for Jesus was he underwent a lot of bad things, but he, every step he took, he did it with intense love. He didn't begrudge one single thing that he went through. He did it out of love. He didn't necessarily want to do it at first. We see him in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says, God, I don't want to do this. 
he would be crazy not to say that. But because of the passion that was in him for all of us, for the church being born, for the work of God being accomplished, because of that passion, an enthusiasm came up inside of him to go do what he was called to do. He was called to do something that hopefully none of us will ever be called to do, but it was because of passion, and so God found favor in him. If we do things just because we're supposed to do it, or because we know how to do it without passion, some of us are just good like that. We can just do it without passion. <clears throat> then we're, we're in danger. We're in danger of losing everything. <clears throat> so he says, go back and do the works that you did at first. To the church of Ephesus. So what, what, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what works he was referring to, but I know how they were doing the works that he's referring to. And that was they were doing it out of passion and love. And he said, you don't love me or each other like you did at first. They started off loving God. They got involved in all of these works of righteousness, all of these works in the ministry by loving God through intense love and passion. But somewhere along the way, it just became work, and it just became the work of the ministry. And he says, you just don't love me anymore. Do you know that anyone would probably look at the church of Ephesus and, and see that they loved God if we looked at them in the natural? They, they don't sin. They don't allow sin to operate in their church, um, and they do the work of the ministry. Amen? But God said... If you don't repent, look how far you've fallen. Look how far you've fallen from when you were passionate and you were on fire till today. Look how far you've fallen. But they're still doing the work. That He doesn't even tell them a thing that they're doing wrong, except look how far you've fallen. You don't love me anymore. You love all this other stuff, and you're tied up in work, and you're doing all these things, but it's not out of love, and it's not out of love for people, and it's not out of love for me. You're doing it because it makes you feel better about yourself. You're doing it because you, you can check a box off and say, I'm justified because I went out and served some, some hungry people today. I'm justified because I counseled somebody today. I'm justified because I read my Bible for 10 minutes, and that was two minutes longer than yesterday, and so I'm justified. I feel good about myself. But it doesn't, if it's not born out of love, then God says we need to repent. Amen? This scripture in Revelation is actually really the first time that we're exposed to Christians in the Bible who have just lost their love for God. So they're the exception and not the rule when it comes to how God wants to operate in his kingdom. They weren't drawn away by sin. They weren't drawn into selfish desires. They just fell out of love with God. You know that one of the other churches, God even tolerated Jezebel operating in their church. And he didn't tell them he was going to send them to hell. God help us. We have to understand this, this severity of when we have lost our love, when we have lost our passion. Amen. We really like, and I think it's so easy to fall into this trap in this type of church. Because we, 
can come up and we can get an emotion that feels like passion. We can get somebody to lay hands on us, and that feels like we're on fire for God. And when we go out, how do we know if we're truly passionate about God is when I get up tomorrow morning and I'm still trying to pull on what happened to me yesterday so that I can feel just a little something for God. When I get up three days from now and I've been fighting with my wife and my kids are acting horrible and I'm tired and I've got problems at work and I don't feel fire anymore. And I, the last thing I want to do is help somebody who needs some help from me. Then I, I, that's not passion. That's emotion. Amen. We have to be able to discern that emotion is not passion and passion is not emotion. Passion does, though. We seek out, so we seek after that. We seek after somebody to lay hands on us, or I need somebody to pray with me so that I can feel something. I need some deliverance because I, I know I feel great after I get deliverance. So I need some deliverance. I need somebody to help me. And so we seek after that, but we're seeking after. Um, in marketing, we sell sell the we say sell the sizzle, not the steak, right? We're seeking after the sizzle, though. We're seeking after the good, fun stuff that comes from passion, but we're not actually seeking after the passion because passion does require something from us. It requires suffering. It's not in hard suffering because when I suffer out of love, when I bear the call of God out of love, that's not, not suffering negatively when I just bear his call, when I bear his purpose for my life, when I bear, when I carry the the call, the anointing, the mantle that he has for me, the place that he has for me, when I carry that purpose with me, then out of that passion comes all the things that I want someone else to do for me. It come, out of that passion comes all of the things that I want somebody to pray and lay hands on me and get, the, all the things that I want to go up to the altar and get, all the things that I'm thinking, if I can just get back to church, and we should want to get back to church. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm saying we should have something inside of us that when when something comes against us, when a need is presented in front of us, that that fire, we may feel waterlogged or so wet. But the moment that we need a fire in our life, that it just burns up from inside of us, and all of a sudden we weren't feeling enthusiastic, but I feel very enthusiastic about what I'm doing at this particular moment. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Paul said that he's a slave. He's a, he's a slave out of love for Jesus. And I think we can see the picture of that, that it's not my own life, and I'm, but I'm doing it out of love. Now, I can be a slave out of obligation. I can be a slave out of guilt. Some of us serve God because we feel guilty if we don't. <clears throat> and so I can be a slave to those spirits, but I can choose to be a slave for love and always have that passion burning inside of me. I'm not going to always have passion if I'm a slave to guilt. I'm going to have guilt, right? I'm going to have, all right, well, I felt like I needed a witness to that person, and I didn't. So now I'm going to be tormented until I go back and find that person. Um, or we can say, I'm a slave of love. God, Jesus loves that person. I'm going to go and find this person 
and I'm going to witness to them out of the love of God. And then it's, so it's, we're doing the same work, but one is joyful and one is not. So if I'm going to do the work, I might as well do it joyfully. Here's a kind of a silly natural example um, of passion. <coughs> you know that I'm a science fiction geek and I love Star Wars. I'm actually kind of passionate about Star Wars. Not at the level of Jesus or anything, but I'm passionate about Star Wars. The last three movies that Star Wars produced, though, were horrible movies. They were bad. And I think that anybody who was actually truly passionate about Star Wars would agree that those three movies were bad. But I watched those movies. I've watched those movies many, many times. Not because I enjoyed the movies necessarily, but because I enjoyed the, the characters and the story and I enjoyed the Star Wars world. I'm very excited about the next movie that's coming out, despite the fact that the last three movies were horrible and should have never been made. <laughs> so I was happy. I'm happy to suffer through those episodes one through three. Because there's something else inside of me that's not just, it's not just a movie. If it was just a movie, I would have shut the movie off and been done. It's something, it means something else to me. It reminds me of my childhood. I don't want to go into all the nostalgic stuff. But I'm passionate about it. So I don't mind suffering through those things. And I'm happy to do it. When we're passionate about God, it can actually be something we don't want to do. Right? It can be something that I'm not physically in my flesh, I'm just not happy and excited to get up and do this. But because of passion, because of God arouses enthusiasm in us to do it. Amen? I didn't like those movies. I was enthusiastic to watch them even the fourth or fifth time. How much more so with God if God's asking us to do something that I'm just not excited about? If I'm truly passionate, then enthusiasm is going to be aroused in me through because of passion for God. And I'm going to be really excited. I don't have to go get excited. I don't have to have somebody prophesy over me and tell me what I'm going to get because I serve God. I don't have to think about what's going to come out of it. What I can be excited about is the passion of serving God. God. There's going to be some things that God says do, and I'm going to be so excited to do it, and there's going to be some things that God says do, and I'm not going to... Jesus was not happy to die on the cross, but he found enthusiasm and passion in serving God. Passion comes from our purpose. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. We can't ever truly be happy unless we found our purpose, and we're living in our purpose when the world tells us a lie, I believe, the world tells us to follow our heart or to, to follow that kind of um, worldly idea of passion. Whatever you're passionate about, go do it. But passion comes from purpose. And, bec- and when we're in our purpose and we're passionate, then all of those emotions that we want to seek after, to, to get from God, they are aroused in us through passion and being in our purpose. We can really be happy in our purpose. 
this lifestyle of being up and down in one day, out another. I really want to, I'm, I'm all in. This is ministry for me. I want to serve God here. I want to, I want to be on fire here. I'm going to, I'm giving my life to this ministry. I'm going to put myself under pastor. I'm in, I'm in subjection to the, to the leadership of the church and I'm, and I'm all in on the vision. And then in two or three months when I don't feel it anymore, I'm all out. That's not the purpose and the plan of God. That's not passion. Passion is, you know what? I've prayed for 12 hours this week and another hour I don't want to give to God. But I have something else inside of me that I just feel it burning. And as I let it, as I just let it come out, then I'm excited for that extra hour. I'm excited for an extra 12 hours. Whatever you need, God, I'm excited. I'm give, if I've submitted to the vision, I'm submitted to the, to the vision of this ministry, there's not a time where I'm all in and I'm all out. I want to leave the church again. I want to come back to the church again. I want to leave again. That's not true submission, first of all, and it's also not passion. We're not passionate if we're living like that. We have to check ourselves. If I'm, if I'm experiencing that where I just feel like, okay, I want to go. I'm not passionate. That was something I've had to recognize in my own life before, where I get excited about something, and the excitement wanes. Been there? The excitement kind of wanes. And now what do I have? If I don't have passion, then I'm, I'm going to go on and do something else until I get sick of that. Maybe I feel guilty or whatever. I want to come back to God, and I try it again. But God, that up and down, there's, it's not in the Bible. Like, let, If we read through the whole New Testament, Paul, Barnabas, Apollos, um, Peter, John, Matthew, Mark, James, Timothy, all of these heroes of the faith that we look at, the people who were the foundations of the church being built, they weren't wishy-washy. They weren't up and down. They didn't go through, and, and before we just want to say, well, I'm, I'm on fire right now, they didn't go through times of, I'm on fire for months even, and now I just, I'm just kind of done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was on my way to, to Ephesus, and now I'm just kind of like, mm, it's hot. I don't even like those people in Ephesus. They didn't have ups and downs because they weren't doing it out of a feeling. They were doing it out of a passion, a real passion where they bore their calling. They carried their calling at whatever the cost to them because they were passionate. They were passionate. I know people who are passionate about hunting. Some of them may be there right now. And... (laughs) And they will do it no matter what the cost is. No matter the cost, they're going to be there. They can get up early in the morning. They're going to spend hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars on all the equipment that they need to properly kill a deer. Because they're passionate. And there's nothing wrong with being passionate about other things. But how much more should it, should it just come up out of us? I guarantee you that no one who is a passionate hunter 
is sitting out on the stand and thinking, I'm cold, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> They're saying I'm cold, but I mean, it's worth it to them or they wouldn't be there. If, if we're passionate about God, we're not ever going to say, that was hard, that didn't work out for me. I didn't really like the way it turned out. I didn't like the way I was treated. I didn't like the way they looked at me. I didn't like the fact that I got passed over at the altar and they went to somebody else. I didn't like any of these things. And now I'm just done. I want to quit. So I'm, I'm going to try something else. If we're passionate, then we're in. We are all in and it doesn't matter the cost. <laughs> when you're passionate about your spouse, you can be in a knockdown, drag out fight. You can have been fighting for days. But when they smile at you, you still feel something. Now, you may push it down. You may push it down to fight some more. But you know that you feel something. Just tell the truth. You feel, you feel something because you're passionate. And even though there's other things going on and you're mad right now and everything else is going wrong, you're still passionate. It's still there. And it doesn't matter because it's not just emotion, right? It, my, my connection with Michelle isn't just emotion. It's much, much deeper than whether I like her today or don't like her today. I do like her. But you see my point. It's much, much deeper than that. It's deeper than any circumstance that we go through. My passion for God, our passion for God, is much deeper than... Then if somebody treated us ugly, it's much deeper than if it was just hard. I don't feel it anymore. It's much deeper than an emotion. And if it's not any deeper than an emotion, if we don't have anything else than that, then God says we have to repent. Maybe we think back to a time when there was a time when I was that on fire for God, when it didn't matter what came across. It didn't matter what happened. It didn't matter if it was hard. It didn't matter if somebody was putting pressure on me. We can think back to that time when we loved Jesus, when we did things for God out of passion, when, when there was, whenever we stepped in to do something, excitement was aroused in us, not obligation, not obligation. Excitement was aroused in us just because of passion for God. That is where God wants us to get back to, get back to is passion. God, can we all just stand for just a minute? Father, examine our hearts this morning, God. God, I invite you to examine my heart. Let's just tell him, I invite you to examine my heart, God. Am I, am I excited? Am I, am I going on emotion, God, or is there passion is there really, is that passion that I used to have, is it still in me that I'm, that I'm happy to serve you? Or do I get an attitude when I have to do something for you that I don't want to do, God? Am I doing it for the praise of other people? God, expose my motives to me in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we look back on our life. And all we've seen are those ups and downs, the emotional highs and lows of serving God. And God's calling us out of that today. He's calling us out of it today. Some of us are like the church in Ephesus where we have no one looks at you and sees a person who is not in love 
with Jesus. But you know that you're doing the work of God without love and passion. And God said if we repent and return to love and passion, then he's going to bless that, that our lampstand is not going to be removed. We're going to be in sync with him again. Father, expose in us, expose in us, God. And if that's you, if you've never, if you just, if you're listening and you're thinking, I don't know that I've ever had that kind of passion. I've had emotions before where I get really excited and it, and it always wanes, always wanes. I want you to come to the front and we're going to seek after God for real passion today. If you felt like you've been in and out, you know what? Also, if you've, if you've been passionate before for God, but right now you're struggling saying, I just, I don't, sometimes I just want to leave. I just don't want to be here anymore. I just don't want to do this anymore because I'm, I don't really feel passionate. Come to, come to the front and let's seek passion for God together in the name of Jesus. Shilo lo 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 bo soto ko rada bahande. Hilo lo 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 bo soto ko rada mas.